1: It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone uh, went through media availability today for the Jazz who are down in Vegas. We heard from Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell and coach Quinn Snyder. So uh, good to get some jazz mixed in there as Gordon, a week from yesterday will be preseason game number one. Yes, ready to go. Uh, but in fact, let's talk some jazz. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end of season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. He is the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler Jack, with us here on The Big Show. What's up, Bowler? Hey, Jake Gordon. How are you? We're great, buddy. Uh, we were just saying, first preseason game uh, next Monday, and I, th- I think we're radio only for that one, but uh, TV right around the corner. You ready? You ready to go?
2: Yeah, I'm ready. You know, yesterday we had uh, nearly six hours of uh, nonstop conversation with uh, the players before they packed off and uh, packed up and went off to Vegas. How about that? Looks like <laughs> a yeah, pretty good setup good. down there at the Wynn Hotel. But, yeah, you know what? I missed the fact of, you know, in 19 months, 18 months, whatever. I haven't seen anybody. And so it was kind of a reintroduction, and it was fun. Uh, the players, I thought each and every one of them, uh, vets and the new guys uh, were really engaged on what they want to do, who they are, and it was just fun to see. First guy we saw was Joe. And so you can imagine that. Let's see, He took apart my clothing, attire, it uh, didn't take more than three seconds to say you got that damn blue tie on again. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. I thought, I miss that. I miss, I miss Joe. But it was good to see everybody, and it was a really good combo, good conversations.
3: What were your uh, overall takeaways, I guess, from yesterday's content
2: day? Well, I think, again, you know, you can keep talking about, you know, this team and the goal uh, of winning a championship is still very much what it's all about. And I, I was, I was really kind of interested to in, to hear, without really being prodded, that the many of them use the Bucks as an example of their of their journey to a title, and maybe that's what you know. Again, the Jazz are thinking they have it. It is a journey. You have to go through turmoil, highs and lows to get there, um, and so you know, I guess you can stand back and say, yeah, you know, if the Jazz do win, it would be uh, quite a similar similar journey, right? What the Bucks did. So we'll see. Uh, but I-, I still felt like that the Clarksons, the Donovans, the Rudies, the Joes, the Bogeys, and many others are still very much in that focused mindset um, and together uh, and anxious to implement Hassan Whiteside, Jared Butler, uh Pascal and others, uh, and to see, you know, how this all works out. Um I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with the positive attitude. There was no looking back. And I think that's a that's a healthy thing. I think they've had enough time to do that. I think they were also occupied uh of course Joe and, and Rudy in the Olympics um and of course Joe told everybody he felt like a huge weight had been lifted knowing that he had actually won you know a bronze medal the first olympic medal for australia and rudy won silver the u.s got gold donovan rested he's 100 percent so i almost sense like it was a good off season short as it may have been Uh, I, i almost felt like again more refreshed is a good word more refreshed than i expected when i saw them yesterday
1: Bowler, this is a uh, broadcasting-related question, but how about bringing Holly Rowe on board the broadcast? No big deal, man. She's a legend. Yeah, you know, I want
2: to say personally thank you to KK and Maddie. Uh, You know, new ownership sometimes brings new adventure, and, you know, that's that's where I think we are. I'm excited to work with Thurl and give him an opportunity to be in a consistent, you know, mode throughout the season. And, Holly, I'd say we go way back. Um, we worked together. Um, she, of course, I was much younger than her. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> she's probably saying thanks a lot before. But at the blue and white, when I when Jim Nance went to CBS, I got handed the, the BYU call on football and basketball. And Holly and I did some games there in the mid-90s. And then I freelanced for several years at ESPN. And along comes Holly Rowe. And I broke her in at ESPN on a college football game. Uh and so it's almost come first. Uh, it's come full, full circle for her to come back. She's a pro's pro. Uh, she's uh, incredibly prepared. Tells great stories and um, knows this league, along with the WNBA and college football, is about as any as good as anyone. So um, I'm excited to work with her and have her part of our broadcast team as we jump ahead and 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 move forward. Yeah, big time.
3: Well, what are your expectations?
2: Um, well, you know, I, I think the key word, and this isn't a crutch, but again, everyone keeps saying there's a lot of talent there, uh, but there's a lot of talent in the West and there's a lot of talent in the East, but you know, what we learned last year, you can't go back and say, okay, what if, but it's interesting to break it down. If Donovan and Mike had both been at the top of their games, would it have made any difference? And, you know, the matchups. I think we go back, Gordon, to the Clipper matchup series and where the Jazz began to falter, uh, and where you know Ty Lue, <clears throat> Tyron, Tyron Lou was able to uh, get the best of the Jazz with a smaller lineup, and that caused issues and, and put Rudy in a tough situation. I think the health is back, and I think they've made adjustments to put, not put themselves in that situation again. Let's just say they're more versatile. And I think Quinn has more options to go to with lineups when needed, and that's really important. And I think Rudy is going to have to understand that along with us on White's side. You know, there may be moments in time that you got to go small, and there may be moments in time you go big. So I, I think the versatility is is important in this league, and I think the Jazz addressed a couple of those issues. Um, but still, you get down to it. I think Justin Zanuck said it, too, the the new general manager for the Jazz. Um, You know, stay healthy, and good things are going to happen. And I believe that. Can the Jazz win a title? Absolutely. Same conversation we had last year. But it's going to be tough. This is no easy road. And, you know, the Jazz have earned their stripes thus far um, in the last two seasons in postseason play. And they should know the route. Right, They should know the journey and what it takes now more than ever. Carl and John learned that and Coach Sloan and Hornacek. But I think there's some really important pieces still in place, youth plus veterans, uh, and still that desire uh, to get this done as a team. Um, I don't want to overplay it, but I, we talk about it every year. Team's tight. And you know what? It's a rarity, and you might as well run it to the barn as long as you can. You know how long does Joe play? You know his name was in the trade rumors uh, throughout the summer, Uh, but he's back, and he brings so much uh, confidence, uh, like another coach on the floor. Jake, as you know, and Gordo, um, it's it's all the pieces I think are there, but can you stay healthy? What happens in Phoenix? What happens with the Lakers, right? What happens with Kawhi? We already we haven't even started, but there's already storylines building, right? Can the Bucks repeat, get back to the Eastern Conference Finals? What about Kyrie? What about the vaccination issue that's popped up now? Uh, how does that impact games, right, on the East and West Coast? So all those things are going to play a factor, man. They, they are. There's, there's just no question. Uh, and it's going to be a fun run.
1: Who do you think is going to be good in the West outside of the Jazz, Bowler? I'm, I'm sure we've asked you this question throughout the off season, but just to revisit it uh, in the West, who do you think is going to be tough?
2: Well, I think right off the top, I mean, every night, you know, you're going to get. Let's just start north in the Northwest. Look, uh, Damian may not be the happiest guy in the world, but we know his work ethic, and he's going to he's going to bust tail with CJ McCollum. That's just the way it is. Um, His range and the way he competes, uh, especially his half-court game. I can't believe I'm saying a half-court game, but truly, I mean, he's a dynamic player, as we know. And this may be his last hurrah uh, before he, you know, forces something in Portland. You travel down the coast, and, you know, Golden State's still kind of an unknown, Clay Thompson's getting closer. But, you know, uh, age also becomes a a factor um, I still think Golden State's going to be a very good team, but not without Clay to be a top-level team at his, you know, at his total height of his of his uh, talent. Um, I'm really intrigued with the Lakers. I mean, it's old, right? Who's healthy? Who's not? I don't know. I mean, there's a, that's a roster that you would put on like a dream team, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, but still, everyone's there for one reason, and that's just to win a, another championship with LeBron, but can they do it, Jake? Uh, I don't know if Westbrook's the right combo. Uh, Is there someone that's going to disrupt chemistry? I would say most likely. Uh, I'm going to jump to Phoenix. I like the Suns. I like Aiden. I like what Booker showed us. Can Chris Paul stay healthy? And I was stunned in the postseason that we saw Chris Paul that actually was able to stay on the floor. As long as he does, uh, they're going to be difficult uh, uh, team every night in and out, and then Dallas comes to mind with Luca, of course. But you know, are there enough pieces around him? You know, one player can't do it all. And Perzinga seems to be injured. You know, thirty games out of each and every season he's played. So that's just a quick rundown. You know, Memphis. Yeah, I like what the Memphis Grizzlies are and what they've become. I think they're just going to be better as the next two years. Um, you know, come come and go. But uh, John Morant, special. And they're going to start adding pieces too. So um, I think each and every night, like I said, it's there's nothing different. It's a buzz saw in the West. Um, the East has gotten stronger, and it's um, I think every night you play, uh, it's going to be a competitive game. I, there's not a lot of slouch slouch teams in the NBA uh, that you can just mark and say, oh yeah, that's a W. Sacramento, you know, you keep thinking they're going to get it, but it just hasn't happened. And uh, you Hassan Whiteside yesterday said, you know, it was just kind of a, and even Quinn just said, you guys started on 1280, you know, Hassan's season last year was kind of a, uh, a, kind of a blip on the screen just because of COVID and the lack of playing time that he had and, uh, and a 72 game season. So I think Hassan Whiteside for the Jazz also is going to be an interesting piece to this too. Um, uh, when Rudy's off the floor, what kind of impact does Whiteside has uh, have compared to what uh, d Faves gave gave the Jazz last year?
1: Well, Bowler, thank you for coming on with us. As always, we're excited to see you guys on the broadcast uh, crew this year for sure. And thanks for working with us scheduling wise. I know we were uh, uh, we had to move. What it do you think I'm doing,
2: Jake? I'm just in here listening to you guys and listening to some uh, little jazz basketball uh, from from Vegas. You know, but hey. We'll be back at. In fact, next week I think I'll talk to you. If, if it works out, we'll talk to you from from Dallas. We'll All be right. making our way from San Antonio after Game One to Big D, and we'll get a look at Porzingis and uh,
1: and Luca. Love it talking about games. It's going to be great. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys. See you soon. The great Craig Bowler, Jack, and uh, he's going to be calling games with Thurl as they uh, we talked to him about it. They reshuffled the broadcast lineup a little bit. Uh, Thurl going to be. Uh, Bowler's color analyst throughout the season, and Holly Rowe is joining the broadcast. And then, of course, Alema Harrington, our good friend from Football Fridays, and Michael Smith will be in the studio and on the radio broadcast. Tim Lacombe is going to be back with me for pre-half and post. And then, of course, Locke, but eh, more importantly, (laughs) Booth. So um, knowing Bowler the way we do, he's— Chomping at the bit. Oh yeah, he's ready to go. All right, joining us now in the studio, our good friend Mike with any hour services. We're talking furnaces today, Mike. And how do how do I know if it's working right?
4: Well, one of the first things that our technicians check when they come out there to see if a furnace is. Working the way that it should is something called temperature rise. And there is a homeowner friendly way to do this if you want to like check yourself, if you've got like a digital read thermometer like you would use for cooking. If you go down to Wherever your furnace is, and look on the nameplate where the serial and model number is and stuff like that, you'll find a reading called uh, temperature rise, and it's usually noted in a range. Like, for instance, mine is between 20 and 50 degrees, and all that means is if you take that thermometer while the furnace is running and stick it in the register and you measure what the temperature is and then go over to the return register and stick the thermometer in front of it. You take those two temperatures and you subtract them. And as long as they fall within that range that's on the nameplate, there's a pretty good chance that your system is heating the way that it it was designed to. Uh, That is something that most people don't know and and wouldn't be able to check, but um, it is something that we check as part of the tune-up when we go out there and do that.
1: i just whack it with a broom. And assume it's going to operate properly. No, you know, no, no. Right? Uh, why if did you th- know, if you know where
4: to whack it? I guess. <laughs> why? Uh, why do the manufacturers say get to tune up once a year? Well, I mean, they feel like they make a good product that is solid and it's going to last. But they also know that in order for that furnace to. Um, work at its potential, you got to take care of it. And so they also know that most people don't have the tools and the skill or the time or the patience to go through and do all of the stuff that they need to. So they, just like the car manufacturers say, hey, you should change the oil, you should rotate the tires, you should change the belts and do those services regularly. Um, Furnace manufacturers do the same thing. They recommend that you have somebody come out there and take a look at it at least once a year. All right, let's get to tonight's deal. Well, uh, we charge $99 normally to come out and perform this service. The manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items. Uh, But tonight, Zone listeners are going to be able to lock in a $70 savings just by calling tonight before the show is done. Like, We're not going to come out tonight, so you just talk, answer a couple questions, pick a date that works for your schedule, and we'll come out there and make sure that your furnace is in tip-top shape, and it's only going to cost you $29. And that $29 also includes our no-breakdown guarantee, which means that if you're furnace breaks down. Anytime this winter you give us a call, we'll come back out, figure out why it stopped, and we'll give you the money back that you paid for the tune-up.
1: Got to take advantage of that deal. A great one tonight from Mike. Call Any Hour Services right now. Say $70 on a comprehensive furnace tune-up with a no-breakdown guarantee. It's a $99 value for only $29, but you got to call tonight to get the deal. So get out those phones. Call 801-443-7400. That's 801-443-7400. Or you can schedule online anyhourservices.com. Mike, thank you very much. You're welcome. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK
5: Nick Ford, University of Utah, offensive lineman. This has obviously been a couple of really difficult days for the University of Utah. What can you tell the fans who woke up to this news and were shocked? I mean, they don't have the personal relationships that obviously fellow players are going to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, you never want to hear and sadly hear it twice and under a year. And it's just, tough. as we group, right now, we're continuing on because we know that Ty and Alo would have wanted that. And we all understand that's the best way to honor them and their lives is to continue on. I'm pushing It's a really players led program and a brotherhood, honestly, like no other. And it's time like this where it shows because you honestly see how hurt people are by this, and you also see how much other people care and you know take care of each other. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97 5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5 75 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Cougar update. Here's Coach Kalani Sitake as they get ready for Utah State talking about preparing for multiple quarterbacks.
2: Well, the styles are different, but both can throw the ball well. and They both can run, so it's 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 uh, it's not like the identity all of a sudden shifts and changes. I think both can make plays. What I've been re- impressed with is that both teams, uh, both quarterbacks, can can lead a comeback. And though they've been down before and they've been able to fight back in the games, and so you, when you watch the film, it's not like one does one thing only and the other does the other. They they both can run. They both can
4: can throw. And then you surround them with some really good talent in their skill positions in the physical lineup. They look really good. I I, I like what I see when I'm watching them on film, so we know it's it's a difficult matchup. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: This update brought to you by Syringa Networks. If you're working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net.
0: the best college football coverage in utah is right here on the zone sports network
4: we don't quit let's go
0: blake anderson and the aggies welcome in byu for a showdown against the cougars in maverick stadium hear all the play-by-play action on the zone sports network beginning with a pregame show friday at six Uh you're listening to the big show with gordon monson and jake scott on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
3: kick one guy be? i kissed her and
5: she kissed me like the fella once said ain't that a kick in the head so it's, uh, gordon monson
1: jake scott 97 5 and 12 of the zone talking a lot of local college football as well as uh, jazz basketball gordon uh talk about realignment for a second there's been some interesting reporting today about the mountain west conference You ready? What's the latest? So, Brett McMurphy had a a report that Colorado State and Air Force are heavily involved in talks about leaving the Mountain West and joining the AAC. Mm. Brett even said it's likely next week. Now, uh, Matt Norlander of CBS Sports furthers the reporting a little bit. He says, source tells CBS, quote, getting closer, not across the line yet. Clear desire for the AAC to add more than two He goes on, he says, uh, sources say there's disagreement over whether those schools leaving for the AAC is ultimately a good move. can also report that San Diego State and Boise State were heavily courted by the AAC, but balked. Understanding is Boise is waiting and hoping for an eventual invite from the Big 12. Mountain West source to CBS, quote, the biggest problem right now is no one has any faith in Craig Thompson as commissioner. And there is growing concern about the league, unquote. Man, there's a lot of folks around here who uh,
3: started wondering about some of those things a long time ago. That's terrible news for Utah
1: State. It is, it is. And here's the thing: the Mountain West is good. It is good. It's it, this year. It's really good. Yeah. And it's it's had some really great basketball years. And I I don't know if you would say the. The conference is at the brink right now, but it's probably not far off. If I mean if they lose Colorado State, Air Force, Boise State, and San Diego State are probably their four biggest brands. Mm-hmm. Am I leaving anybody out? I mean, maybe UNLV and basketball, but mm. uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Mm. Uh I, I would <laughs> I wouldn't go the the biggest little football program in the world there in Reno. <laughs> so uh Yeah. I mean, that would be devastating to the Mountain West. And uh, I I think going to the Mountain West has been such a a big deal for Utah State in football and basketball and fundraising. And they they sunk a bunch of resources into the stadium up there. And I think it's really been a big time benefit to the school and athletic department up there. And if the conference fell around, uh, fell apart around them, I mean, that would that would suck. Do you think the
3: Americans better than the Mountain West?
1: I don't know. They make more money from ESPN, is yeah, the problem. That's what it really comes yeah. down to. So isn't they've it? got a bigger per school distribution than, uh, than the Mountain West does. But, you know, how are those television contracts written now that the biggest brands from the AAC are going to the Big 12? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't. I don't know. I don't blame Boise and San Diego State for holding out. Maybe to get invited to the Big Twelve, it would be a better league, and those would be two likely brands that would be next. I don't know if it would be a slam dunk, but they'd be in the conversation certainly. It would match up well with certainly BYU, and
3: uh, you know they'd be they'd be darn near coast to coast.
1: They would be coast to coast. Well. Where's Morgantown? Yeah, not quite done. on the coast well, but, what about yeah. uh what about uh central Florida? Oh, that's right, I guess central Florida would imply not on the coast, but that's pretty close, pretty close <laughs> is it central <laughs> Florida in Orlando is that right no, it's yeah, 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 pretty sure,
3: yeah, that's about <laughs> covers the country, yeah, it sure does, man, I don't know, I don't know what to think about uh, uh, when this alignment stuff happens. Yeah, it's good for the, the upgraded teams, uh, programs, schools. But, what? If, yeah, what about the, the ones left behind? The trickle-down is yeah. pretty brutal. It always has been. You, you mentioned the Aggies, man. Come on. They've been
1: doing everything they can to upgrade their programs, to upgrade their facilities. They deserve better than that. Somewhere Carl Benson is laughing because this happened to the WAC. Remember, yeah. the trickle-down from conference expansion just ruined the WAC. I mean the wax it's a thing in basketball still, right? Oh, but and that when well the Mountain West broke away from the WAC. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. And I don't know if any amount of Craig Thompson leadership would save or not the league other than a decision he already made and that was the new television deal which they went into was it last year or 2 years ago, Austin?
5: 2 years ago? It wasn't during the pandemic?
1: When was all that stuff with Boise when the league tried to get rid of their— that was when the new TV deal was coming in. It was between 19 and 20. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, they're kind of stuck with that deal that he made. Do
3: you think Boise State is, uh, is really being heavily considered for the Big 12?
1: I don't know. If I were the Big 12, I, I would not expand any farther, unless I absolutely had to. Yeah, I, I Boise is a fine football program, but yeah. the, but outside of that, it doesn't bring a ton to the table. No offense to the the Broncos fans out there listening, but I mean, well, what does it bring to the table anymore? I th- that's the confusing. Well, part. it's the reason that BYU was valuable to the Big Twelve because they bring a big fan base that's valuable to television partners. And Boise, its fan base is very loud, but not very big. <laughs>
3: they are sort of. Uh I mean, across the country, everybody likes
1: Boise State, right? In a plucky underdog kind of way. Maybe not around these parts, but I mean... No, no, no. I mean, they're viewed as a a big-time little program. Yeah. And people like that. In a condescending kind of way, yeah. (laughs) People like rooting for the little guy. But that's not... Statue of Liberty and all. But that's not what this is about. Uh, Well, I mean...
3: Do you have to be a fan to, to to be counted as someone whose eyes are drawn to a team? Because I think people... No. Don't
1: people like watching Boise State play football? But there are other things that's bad. Look at the other teams that uh, the Big 12 is adding. You know, big market in Cincinnati, right? Fertile recruiting ground, Central mm-hmm. Florida. Big fan base with BYU. Who's the fourth? Who am I missing? Houston. And, man, UCF Houston. is a huge student body, if that matters. I don't know. And getting getting into Texas. Yeah, where well, I guess staying in Texas, yeah. where you have that that huge recruiting huge footprint tennis. too. <laughs> it's I one mean, of the biggest cities in America. You can look at what the schools they've decided to add are bringing to the table, and Boise probably has a better football program than, I mean, arguably all of them, but certainly, well, maybe not better. Maybe that's not the way to put it. But they can hold their own, certainly from a football standpoint. But other than that. There's not a big thing. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Oklahoma State isn't going into Boise and bringing out talent. <laughs> True. The best thing for Utah getting into the Pac-12 is they play in California a few times a year. Yeah. Well, at least once, but they try to get down there several times a year. where They can go, hey, hey come play for Utah. We'll get your family to the game. Yeah. We come to Southern California. Nobody's going, hey, That's come what to what Oklahoma State. We come to Boise every year. <laughs> So it just doesn't bring a whole lot to the table, other than that, other than the good football program, which yeah. is a thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not discounting it entirely, but San Diego State at least brings a giant market and a fertile recruiting ground. Yes, and a nice place to travel to. <laughs> I honestly I don't know what what Air Force gets the the American. I have no idea why Air Force would be valuable. Uh, it's a it's a uh, Air Force is sort of a national Other brand. Other than the American is trying to stay standing, and so they're just looking around. And of course, Boise and San Diego State mm. would be the first on their list. And apparently, they passed. So from there, Colorado State makes some sense to me, but I don't I don't know what Air Force is bringing. What is your in. thought on Colorado State? Underachiever, just I, like Colorado.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Do you agree? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not. I don't know what they're looking for anymore. I mean, it just seems like there are mixed signals at times. Hey, maybe but, I, but just... I think all of these programs deserve opportunity, and I and I include Utah State in on that. I I just don't like the idea of teams being left behind, programs, schools being left behind when they're doing everything they can to to, to create a good football environment for themselves and. Uh, it just sucks for Aggie fans and for the Aggies themselves. Been going on for a long time now. It sure has. Like people are celebrating about certain teams going to a league, and other people are hurt by it. So it's, I don't know. I I am not uh, I, I'm not leading the cheer the cheers for teams moving around at this point. Uh, by the way, speaking of conferences, real quick, did you see? You know, CBS has this bottom twenty five guess which league has three teams in the bottom 25? Pac-12,
1: I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Which three? Arizona, Colorado, and Washington State? Yep. Yeah, That's not a surprise. Yeah, there they are. They're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Not Sportsport is next. Mason Wake at the top of the 5 o'clock hours to Big Show, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. It's game it's- And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. Kalani Satake and BYU take their undefeated record to Logan for a showdown against the Aggies. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with a Cougar preview show. Friday at 6 on 97.5 FM with a post-game show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Oh, hey, guys. Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. And listen, it is September. That means the kids have gone back to school, and it's time to get back to routine, and that is a good carpet cleaning routine. Zero Res is here to get you uh, on track for an A-plus in carpet cleanliness. Hey, listen, after the summer, kids, uh, visitors going in and out, dragging dirt and dust and dander inside of your home. It gets filtered deep down into your carpet. So deep, in fact, your vacuum does not stand a chance. And that's why my friend says, but, uh, zero Res developed their patented process that cleans your carpets without soap, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. It's safe, it's effective, it leaves behind zero sticky dirt attracting residue so your carpets actually stay cleaner longer. And they don't flood your carpets like other traditional cleaners, so your carpets are going to dry faster and let you get back uh, to normal life quicker. So, schedule your carpet cleaning today. They've got a great uh, deal going for zone listeners $33 per room clean. Plus, they're throwing in a fourth room for free. So, call 801 288 9376. That's 801 288 Z E R O. Or book online at zero res, or up north, zero res, Davis That's zero res.
0: Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Utes at 50 update. Here's Coach Witt talking about Clark Phillips, and uh, he was a bright spot in that win against Washington State. Clark uh, is a dynamic playmaker, and he's uh, got a ton of ability.
2: He's only got, uh, what, seven, eight collegiate games under his belt. He's playing like a seasoned vet. It was a nice catch and a great return. I mean, he, was, uh, he showed some real moves in the open field and an ability to
5: uh, return the football.
1: This update brought to you by our friends at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, whether it's the classic Rickster Killer, Handsome Rob Pastrami Fijito, or Killer Breakfast Burrito. Don't forget those best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 15 inside, Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. That is Marley's.
0: Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network.
5: Don't shame, darling, Donka Shane. Thank you for all the joy and pain. Picture show second
0: by This
1: one goes out to our guy, you chasta trailer, a little Wayne Newton on a Total Request Tuesday. Mm-hmm songs about or bands from Las Vegas in honor of the jazz and uh, BYU gonna play Notre Dame down there next year. Uh, it's time for the not sports Report brought to you by the LHM used car supermarket over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory check them out com. All right Gordon where are we going today buddy
3: uh, okay I just got a question for you guys when you were a kid growing up did you take a uh, did you take a, a, a packed lunch with you to school?
1: Nope, I was a hot lunch kid, so you you paid the money and went to the cafeteria. Well, it was like it was like forty eight cents or something, but yeah,
5: I did. We did about uh, I'd say fifty fifty. Sometimes and, we ate at school sometimes we took a lunch.
3: And if you went on the days you took a lunch, did you compare uh what you had in your lunchbox
5: or bag whatever with what the other kids were eating? No, actually it was kind of a an embarrassment where I was to take your own lunch to school. I kind of hid in the corner and ate it as fast as I could. Really? Yeah. Which looking back is insane cuz I was eating comparatively prime rib to the tr- trough they were oh, sucking out of. Having you know? hot lunch every day <laughs> yeah. was torture. Yeah, <laughs> absolute torture. The slop they just put yeah. in front of you. Gruel. Did you ever yes. did you ever take
3: the money and buy some unhealthy snack or something instead?
1: No, because my mom was smarter than that, and would <laughs> write the check specifically to the school for the lunch. Hmm. Mike, you just handed your kids cash, or you do your kids pack their lunch
3: uh no they they they, they, they took they took their lunch with them wait
4: oftentimes. we can we can bring on Mike, but is there a point to this, or are we just about yeah, lunches? Yeah, we're getting there. When does Gordon say something, and there's not a point,
3: yeah. Exactly. On this
4: segment all the time. Like, I know, but it was Like did
3: you pack a lunch or
4: Uh no, we I I would do lunch at the school. <laughs> so oftentimes I wished that I could bring a packed lunch, but no. And the way it worked with us is like you would prepay. And so when you go through the line, you tell the person your name and they like mark Check you it down. Oh, and, yeah. and it's I almost should, yeah. like they were keeping like a little registry well, there. So. Uh,
3: my kids used to uh, take a lunch uh, oftentimes and then they would end up swapping w- things with uh, their friends. Okay.
5: Like a Twinkie for their ho ho. Yeah. Ho-ho. yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But I read
3: this story about. Some parents who packed a lunch for their kid, uh, and uh, let me just show you guys what it was that was packed in the lunch. That ain't no kid
4: gonna be able to appreciate
5: that. Lobster, a lobster tail. What? That seems kind of crazy. I'm to not me. sure I would know how to eat a lobster tail
3: myself. <laughs> well, it was a lobster tail on top of a salad. Was this Wolfgang Puck's (laughs) child? Look at orange slices and uh, Kit Kat bars in this. Or white peaches. This seems like something where it's a parent who might be showing everybody else up.
1: Or is that just leftovers? (laughs) I don't think so. That's a good point. Who wants a leftover lobster tail? I... uh... Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's just leftovers, not like a status thing for someone's kid. But I, I don't know. Maybe he's like,
4: I mean, I don't know if this says where this school is, but maybe it's one of those, you know, back east, uh, you know. By the Hamptons or something, and that's like expected. And like he's got lobster, but his friend has filet mignon, and somebody else has got <laughs> a some personal other chef with them, right? Exactly. And so,
3: well, I'm just starting to think, well, wait a minute,
4: you like crawfish, right? I love crawfish. Did do you ever get crawfish in your lunch? Uh, oh. n- no, we never had, and they I'm surprised they never served it at school either, but no, no crawfish at school.
3: All right, I just wondered because I remember my kids comparing. What they had, not not in any kind of social status kind of way, but just in what they had a hankering for that day. And I I remember them switching. They would they would trade their uh, peanut butter and honey sandwich for whatever the next kid had. This is impossible to beat.
4: Yeah, the kids flexing on everybody.
3: Is this like Wolfgang Puck's kid or something?
4: I don't know. I I just had- in here. Purple hot dogs and
1: mixed vegetables that <laughs> Wait, were probably from the World War II what, era. What was the
3: worst of it? Gosh, it was all bad, man. No, I, mean, it, it, I mean, what was particularly bad? The food.
1: <laughs> was there one particular thing that no, you tried No, it, it was all bad. I mean, that's, that's the point. You, you
5: had to chew the gravy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember rubber chicken. Yeah, I mean, that was what it was like, you know. But uh, they, 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 no... no I'm not making fun of the folks who work in the cafeteria at schools and stuff. I mean, those folks work hard.
4: I remember always being disappointed with the— not crispiness of the pizza crust. It was always like this big rectangle just sitting there on the plate. It never fit in the size of the thing and it, you're like, oh, pizza day and then you take a bite and like you you forget like it was horrible last week but but you still have this childlike hope that like, ah, oh, maybe they didn't microwave it this week. Maybe they kept it in the oven a little bit longer. and I'm gonna take a bite. Ah, uh, nope, it still sucks.
1: See, I remember the pizza and it, I'm just wondering myself, like is it legal to give a kid this much grease? You know, like if the grease can make its way through a plastic plate, you think to yourself, you know, maybe the kids shouldn't be eating this.
5: It's like dripping like an oil filter. I, just, <laughs>
1: I mean, it was like
5: I, I didn't know cheese could produce this uh-huh. much grease. Yeah. But. but
1: once you get to high
3: school, there's a lot of schools where you can just leave campus. Right. And just yeah,
5: At my, my high school, the food was so bad. You had to leave campus. Yeah, they did it on purpose. Where so, did you go? Late and high? No. I'm,
3: where, did you <laughs> where did you go when you left <laughs> where school? Where did you go to get something to eat? Oh,
5: McDonald's or, you know, the high life. <laughs> something equally not good for you. All right, Mike is
1: here from Any Hour Services. We're talking furnaces, and, of course, you can feel it today, the weather. It's a little chilly. You're a little chilly out there, that that uh, crisp fall weather. Winter uh, is coming. So let's
4: talk about what to do to get our furnaces ready to go. Uh, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that when they had their uh, furnaces installed, the technician that came out there, convince them, uh, not convince them, it is a good idea to have like a add-ons like a humidifier and a UV light and different things like that. But here's the thing, if you have a uh, humidifier and a UV light, they actually need a little bit of maintenance. So, you're, if you if you do have a humidifier, this is the time of year when you would actually turn it on because the process of heating the air dries the air out. So, you want to turn that on and you want to check the filter in your humidifier because it's almost like a swamp cooler pad. The water cascades down it and it has to absorb into that pad so that the Air blows past it, it injects moisture into the air. Replace that filter every couple of years. Uh, And then if you have a UV light, those light bulbs are usually only good for about two years. So, if you haven't replaced the UV light bulbs in the system, even if the light bulb is still on, it loses its intensity and it doesn't have the same ability to kill mold, bacteria, viruses that are floating through the air. i got a dumb question for you. Okay. Why in the winter, when you
3: have your heater
4: going, do your hands
3: and feet dry
4: out quicker? Uh, well, the same reason that the air dries out, it just the the process of creating heat pulls moisture out of the air, and when you have hot or warm dry air blowing across your body, it's going to pull moisture out as well. And so, having a humidifier not only does it inject moisture back in the air, you might not have those same issues with dry skin, uh, but Moist air actually holds heat better than dry air does, so it makes your system more efficient as well. Do we need to have somebody out before we turn it on? Um, The short answer is no. Like, If you turn the thermostat on, it should just fire up and go. And Mm -hmm. if the system is working the way that it should, there's enough safety devices built into the thing that if there is a major problem, it'll actually... Kick itself off. And so you'll notice that, like, oh, uh, it's not producing heat. Um, so there's something wrong, and you want to call somebody. That's why it's really important this time of year, before all the HVAC companies get really busy, to go and turn your furnace on. So, like this week or this weekend, as a practice, just go and turn the thing on. Make sure that it's making heat. Let it run for about 10, 15 minutes and make sure it's still producing heat because a common thing that'll go out is if it overheats because it doesn't have enough airflow, the fan will still be moving air, but you won't won't feel warm air coming out of the register. So go and make sure that it's working. All right, let's get to the deal, because it's a good one tonight. Yeah, normally we charge $99 to come out and go through your furnace and do all of the things that manufacturers recommend that you have done each year. And so, we document everything we find, we leave you with a written report, we answer all your questions. But tonight, Zone Listeners aren't going to have to pay $99. They can schedule it for whenever's most convenient for them, but if they call tonight before the end of the show, they're going to lock in a $70 savings and it's only going to cost them $29 to tune up their furnace and that price includes our no breakdown guarantee, which means that if it does break down, you call us so we come back out for free and we'll give you the money back that you paid to tune up the furnace.
1: Call Any Hour Services right now. Get out that phone. Save 70 bucks. What a deal on a comprehensive furnace uh, t- tune up with their no breakdown guarantee. $99 value, only 29 bucks, but you got to call tonight during the show to get the deal. 801 443 7400. 801 443 7400. Or you can go online, anyhourservices.com. Mike, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. We'll have more big show. Wake Stakes coming up next. Mason Wake, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
0: Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach at BYU, Kalani Sataki.
3: I got to tell you, Coach, if I would have had these built Bars when we were at BYU, I would have got better grades.
2: You know, Hans, whenever I hear the word hangry, I think the definition of it should be your picture because when you were in college and you were hungry, you were probably the worst guy to hang out with. And we just knew that to throw you something to eat and you would be <laughs> in a better mood. Imagine if you would have just had all these protein bars Available to you, you would never have a day of being angry at all. You had a great grades and you had had a great experience overall because we know one thing when Hanson's hungry, watch out. Everybody, tread lightly.
0: I'm hungry. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in The Zone Sports
2: Network.